Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life from your finances, to your family, to your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God, that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, you can engage in my conversation with Josh as we examine the topic of my whole life is worship. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our other four podcasts, we definitely encourage you to do so. You'll find us constantly giving you compelling reasons to put time alone with God first in your life. From there, in today's podcast, we're going to discuss the beautiful flow that happens where as we spend time with God in the secret place, there is a natural outflow of passion to do kingdom work for God. As much as we need to focus first on spending time alone with God, developing our relationship, we don't want to leave him behind in the secret place, right? But we want to understand that he is available to us and engaging with us all day, at work, at school, at the grocery store, the gas station, in every facet of our lives. All right, a couple things to expect. I explore a passage in James 2 that challenges us with the idea that faith without good deeds is no faith at all. That supposed relationship with God without good deeds or good works to back it up is no relationship at all. And Josh kicks it into gear when he shares how John Wesley got rocked by the Holy Spirit and began teaching the importance of incorporating our intimacy with the Father into everyday life in order to build the kingdom. Hey, and special note, in the middle of the podcast, we're going to do a little competition and give away a free autographed copy of my new book, Awakening Pure Worship. Well, let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we want to be close to you in relationships, spending time with you daily in the secret place. And we pray that you will lead us into the good works you have prepared in advance for us to do. We are grateful that you invite us to walk in fellowship with you every day, all day. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. Okay, I'm ready if you are, so let's go to our conversation entitled, My Whole Life is Worship. Dude! <laughs> oh man, this is going to be good. Jeff Dio, let's... Oh, what's up, Josh Edwards? That was so We're using fun. full names? Uh, what's J your middle name? Neil. Neil. Okay, Josh. Because Neil. I kneel before the Lord. Oh, Glory man. to God. Is it actually spelled that way? No. <laughs> that would be too much, wouldn't it? No, no. Not <laughs> well, mine much. is Jeffrey David Dio. So, I mean, you know. JDD. David. D David I'm the JNE. Anyway, man, after God's own heart thing. Doesn't matter, <laughs> Jeff. It just, just doesn't matter, man. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, man, it's good to be hanging with you today. It is so great to be with you today. <sighs> yeah, man. It's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about some um, 
stuff the Lord has been teaching us, honestly. Mm. And that's part of the reason we're doing these podcasts is because we just feel like that the Holy Spirit is constantly teaching us. That's where this is coming from. This is not us just kind of coming up with ideas or whatever and go, hmm, this sounds like a fun thing to talk about. And, uh, you know, but we feel like the Holy Spirit has been leading us, guiding us. Uh, of course, you know, as you know, a lot of this material is coming out of my book, Awakening Pure Worship. Yeah. Um, so exci- excited about that, but feel like the Holy Spirit is just stirring us for people. Uh, that there are just people out there. We just see them. I, I, as we were praying a little bit earlier today, I just see them in my head. I just see you out there listening to this right now and maybe some struggles, pains that you're going through. And we want to be an encouragement to you. We want to empower people out there uh, to know the Lord and be filled with passion in every moment of their life, right? So we're going to be talking about this thing where we, you know, if you know us, Josh and Jeff, that you know that we talk a lot about intimacy with God, fellowship with God, friendship with God. That's where it all starts, the secret place, all that. But there's there's a there's another part to all this. And that is that that worship is more than just that time alone with God. Because you can have one or two extremes, right? Yep. You can say, Oh, I I just spend all day with God. We talked about that in one of the podcasts before. Mm. Or you could say, I just spend time with God in the secret place and then I go off to work and I do my own thing. Or I go off, you know, to watch the movies and I do my own thing. And we kind of, we kind of categorize God and we put him in the box of church over here and then we kind of do our own thing over here. Totally. So, uh, so we're going to talk about that um, as it has to do with how our whole life can actually be worship unto God, not just the singing in church, not just opening your Bible in your time alone with him, but that your whole life can be worship. That's the whole point of this whole thing is God is wooing us and calling us not only for these amazing encounters with him one-on-one, which by the way, if you guys haven't heard the last couple podcasts, the the Holy Spirit is always wooing us. He's always He's always saying, hey, come up here. Just like the Apostle John, man, there's a door open in heaven. There is an open door. You are seated in heavenly place with Christ. And he's calling us to come up. But guys, it's more than just coming up. He's wanting us to to do this thing in everyday life, in every part, to have that, have that overflow of his love and his passion and his presence consume every part of our life. So you're saying we can be passionate in... Like when we're not at church about God, like how, what? Well, well, we better be, Jack. <laughs> we better I mean, be. I mean, you know, isn't work just kind of work? It's just something we do to pass our time and, you know, make money and all that stuff. I Jeff mean, Dio, you are wrong. Oh, man. You are incorrect. That has hurt my feelings. I'm so offended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a doozy, man. I love it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, uh, so, yeah, as we jump in, I did want to start with a little quote here. Uh, from A.W. Tozer. Now, we could probably just read his books on the podcast, and that's all we need to do. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of inspiration comes from this guy. Um, anyways, one of the quotes that he gives here, and this helps us kind of take the leap from the secret place to understanding that God is, you know, technically we're always in the secret place, right? That everything that we're doing in life is worship unto him. So, uh, A.W. Tozer says it this way, no one can long worship God in spirit and in truth before the obligation to holy service becomes too strong to resist. Hmm. Fellowship with God leads straight to obedience and good works. 
That is the divine order and it can never be reversed. Holy stromboli. Rip your head off right there. (laughs) It's just so great because it helps us understand there's this, there's this beautiful flow. As you spend time with God, there's this <laughs> eruption inside of you that says, go serve, go create, go write a book, go write a song, go help your neighbor, yep. go do anything that you want to do. It's not just that you're stuck in the house hanging out with God. And that is an amazing thing. But as you spend time with God, then it flows into this beautiful thing called work. Yeah, man, this is we have a ton of ground to cover here, man. But something that I think about right away is, guys, if you'd bear with me, I just want to go a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking about this amazing guy named John Wesley, who popped up around, you know, the late 16th century. He was doing this crazy stuff, uh, you know, moving in awesome evangelism, seeing souls all around America and in, in Europe come to Christ. But there was this thing, there was kind of two two groups Uh, There was this Moravian movement, which was happening in Eastern Germany, in the Eastern part of Europe. And what these guys would do, this, it was led by a guy named Count von Zinzendorf. Come on, say that 10 times. Oh man, I can't say it. Zinzendorf. Zinzendorf. (laughs) But this guy, he had this idea of let's have a perpetual prayer meeting. Let's, let's have that throne room experience. Let's have that secret place 24 hours a day, which is a fabulous idea. I mean, a lot of groups, a lot of the house of prayer movement Mm -hmm. all around the world is happening based on Zinzendorf. Zinzendorf's move. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, John Wesley, he's all around the country. He's sharing the gospel, but he's doing it kind of just to do it without that endowment of power. So he goes over to Europe and uh, he encounters these guys. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit. He begins to preach in power and authority. And that's when the Methodist movement took off all around the world to the point where a third of the nation became Methodist. In fact, the Pentecostal movement, all that stuff came out of the Methodist movement. Now, here's the deal, Jeff. So not to bore you with all the details. No, man, bring it, bring it. But what happened was they actually had, there was a separation that came because what Wesley was seeing was like, hey, these guys are having this amazing time with God. But what was happening is they were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to do stuff for God, for the Holy Spirit to speak to them. And Wesley's like, wait a minute. Jesus already spoke to us in Matthew 28. Yeah. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Mm -hmm. Baptizing them, teaching them to to obey everything that I've taught them. And so that was the separation where one camp, it became about all about doing, Mm -hmm. which by the end of Wesley's life, man, he, his marriage was in shambles. It was a tough situation. And then you got the Moravian movement that, you know, pretty much they just waited around for God to move. And guys, Hmm. I think what we're asking today is that the Lord would marriage that intimacy with application. Yes. Because without application, it's just a daydream. And so God is wanting to flood into every part of our life, whether you're preaching the gospel in the street or whether you're out in the marketplace or whether you're at the movie theater or whether you're playing catch with your son, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved. I mean, that's what relationship's all about. So there you go, man. It's so good. So good. You know, one of the scriptures that comes to mind that we were talking about earlier uh, is from James. And he talks about this in a sense, it's James 2. Um, let's see, I'll read verse 17. It says this, So you see, it isn't enough just to have faith. Faith that doesn't show itself by good deeds is no faith at all. 
It is dead Jeez. and useless. This guy, he cuts right to the chase. No you know kidding, what I mean? Man. He doesn't mess around. I love James, man. He just tells it like it is. You know, he's not beating around the bush, right? Amen. So, I mean, there's a few th- applications you can bring for this. Certainly just the concept of, hey, you know, he goes down there and this is where you, you hear, well, do you believe? Well, that's great. So, so do the demons believe and they tremble. Yep. So just because you believe in God doesn't mean you're saved. So you kind of have that whole world of things, but because if you truly are a follower of Christ, then it's going to play out in the way that you act, the way that you live, right? Absolutely. Because of the power of God in you, yeah. not as a heaviness to obey, but a, as, as a, a beauty, as a response, yeah. which is worship to God to obey. And we'll probably get into that a little bit more too, but, but here, this is what this is. So the faith side of this it would be possibly that, hey, I, I'm just spending time with God. I believe in him, want mm-hmm. to have a relationship with him, but then that's the end of it. But the whole point of us having a relationship with God is that it would turn into something. Yes. Otherwise, we might as well just go ahead and go to heaven. Yep. I mean, just go ahead and jump there now, you know, so we can hang out with God full time. But he's got, he has assignments totally. for us to do on this earth. And they must flow out of intimacy, but they're actually proof that we do have intimacy. That's so good. Right? It's proof. Our, our works, our good deeds, again, like you said, whether it's uh, playing with our kids, Legos on the floor, <laughs> or whether it's helping the lady across the street take out her garbage, uh, or whether it's doing your everyday job as an accountant, as a pilot, you are finding that what you are doing is worship unto God. Every breath you take, every, wait, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> every move you make. Wait, wait no. I, I've never heard this yeah. before. We what, should write what? a song. No, anyways. Uh, <laughs> but seriously. Copyright infringement. <laughs> anyways. No. That's Sting, man. That's, that's sting. the police. Okay, police. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Every move you make. Okay, oh, so. boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> Maybe. So anyways, yeah, this idea of of works being a fruit yeah. or an outflow there you go. of who we are in Christ. So we've got yeah. this fellowship happening. We're prioritizing that first and foremost uh, just so that we might know God. Yep. But man, then as A.W. Tozer was saying, there's this stirring that happens and you can't even resist it. You want to stay in there with God alone in the secret place. But no, he's you feel him commissioning you and sending you out and that every part of your life, you know, I mean, this this could be how some people might even feel. You kind of have these extremes, right, where you could almost feel guilty once you have this revelation of the secret place Mm. then you go, man. Like, am I even supposed to go to work? Is it okay that I make money? Is it okay that I go to the grocery store? Is that unspiritual? Right. No, see, we're not trying to say that the the most spiritual thing in life is the secret place. We're saying the whole thing is spiritual. Mm. In fact, you need to start opening your eyes. We need to start opening our eyes and seeing that when I'm running on the treadmill, you know, it can be worship under God because I'm taking care of my temple. Yes. Right? And then, but then it plays into every decision that you make. So if everything can be worship like that then it's like okay I need to start deciding am I doing the right thing at work mm-hmm. am I helping the lady across the street with her garbage you know yeah. all that stuff because that's an outflow that's what I'm talking about everything in our lives is designed to be worship unto God even as he walks and talks with us in our day to day ordinary activities even so, sounds like we need a serious refresher on this so we aren't tempted to exclude God 
from the supposed non-spiritual parts of our lives, the parts outside of church gatherings, outside of funerals and weddings, and outside of our time alone with Him. Hey, so we're super pumped to share that during the first week of its release, Amazon announced that my book, Awakening Pure Worship, was the number one Christian book on Kindle, listed under their hot new release chart. Remember, you can get your copy at jeffdio.com or you can head to most Barnes and Noble stores around the nation. Of course, you can also get it at walmart.com and amazon.com. Okay, right now, we're going to do a giveaway for a free autographed copy of the book. All you have to do is email us at info at jeffdio.com with this information. What is the Bible reference that Josh reads that uses the word enthusiastically? That's right, the first person to email us the correct answer to info at jeffdio.com will win a free autographed copy of the book. As we get back to the conversation, Josh shares a beautiful picture of Heidi Baker's life mantra that everything in her life is holy, holy, holy. And I tell a compelling story about how Josh led us out into the streets to sing with some amazing little Muslim children as part of our Pure Worship Institute 2017. So tune in and turn it up as we get back to the Pure Worship Podcast. Well, so as I'm thinking here, I'm, you know, this might sound too simple or too primitive or whatever, and Bring it. maybe too fourth grade for you guys, but hello, I'm like a fourth grader <laughs> at heart, but it's really kind of like the secret place is the filling station. It's the mm-hmm. gas station mm-hmm. that should power the, the oh, mobilizing I can see this. As, as you're going, you know, as you're going out doing this stuff. I love what Heidi Baker had to say. She says, you know, when I'm, when I'm holding a, a dying child, she says, it's holy, holy, holy. Mm. When I'm kicking a soccer ball, it's holy, holy, holy. Yeah. When I'm holding the hand of somebody, it's holy, holy, holy. She literally just longs and really, you know, she's a great example of someone who lives her life as that outflow of this secret place. I also think of Brother Lawrence, this 15th century French mm-hmm. monk. Mm-hmm. He had this book called The Practice of the Presence of God. Yes. And, and this cat, man, he he was he was developmentally disabled, but guess what? I mean, every day he would go and he'd do the dishes and he'd wash pots for Jesus. Wow. And the whole time it was holy, holy, holy. holy. Lord, help us get our mm. hearts to that posture where it's just all about, Lord, you're here, you're in us, you're among us, mm. we're doing this, and we know that you're here. And it's holy, holy, holy. Yes. What's what's ironic is that sometimes we try to reverse the order. And so we go to try to do work, which we kind of talked about in some yep. other podcasts, but we try to go out and do works without the intimacy part. And it almost is stale. It's it's not anointed to use that word or it's not uh, there, there. There's just no power behind it. And so what we, what we want to do is we want to have this be this overflow. And the picture that comes to mind, Josh, is is last uh, summer when we were at Pure Worship Institute mm. and we went out, you know, we had spent some time in worship, heard some teaching from you on this beautiful marriage of evangelism and worship and how those two things should be hand in hand, you yeah. know, and we went out to the soccer field out there and there's a whole nother group of people, uh, Muslim children out there mm-hmm. just playing and stuff. And you brought out your guitar. Mm-hmm. And so now there's this overflow, yeah. right? We have, we have the secret place. We have the worship time, the intimacy fellowship. We have the revelation of God's word 
of his heart for all people. Yeah. And so then we, we're just compelled yeah. and we go out. Now there's this overflow. There's this richness of love that's going to be connected. That's going to be uh, permeating every part of our work. Uh, whether it be, again, any of those things. But in this particular case, it was us going to the field and singing yeah. for these children. It's loving them. We just went out loving them. But it was the overflow out of that place of worship and intimacy. Yeah, that's so good. good. Good, it's good. Hey, I think you had a couple of scriptures. Yeah, you, you know, uh, just out of Colossians, you guys, um, you've heard these scriptures before. I'm going to buzz over to Colossians 3. We love to hear them pages flipping instead oh of just a finger, you know, scrolling, swiping. Right. Yes. So here it is. Colossians 3, 23. It says this, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically. The Holman says, Enthusia- how many times do you use what? the word enthusiastic a day? <laughs> Hardly ever. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord, not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. Man, that's what it's all about. So whether whether you're a an insurance salesman or an accountant or whatever, guys, it the whole thrust of today it's holy, holy, holy. When you're if you're a stay-at-home mom, you guys, this is holy, holy, holy. Yeah, when you're a worship leader on the platform, it's holy, holy, holy. But man, it's beyond that. It's every aspect, every moment of every day. That's right. Uh, and it's kind okay. of the idea of what you focus on, you you make room for. So if you're focusing on on the Lord coming out of that secret place, that's what you'll make room for in your life. That it'll flow into your relationship with your children. Yeah, it'll flow into your relationship with your parents. Uh, just whatever kind of thing, it's that outflow. That's good. I know you were talking to me earlier uh, about this concept of obedience, and I've heard a lot of preachers say this when you go to define worship. I've heard people say worship is obedience. Totally. Right? Absolutely. I think if, if in one word, I know we define this in a lot of different ways, man, but I really, I, I hold that conviction that obedience is the highest form of worship. Listen to what Colossians uh, 3.17 has to say. It says, whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Yeah. It's awesome. It's good. The other passage that comes to mind, which uh, wasn't planning on going to, but I think is so connected to all this, is First Samuel fifteen, uh, talking about King Saul. This is where he was instructed to destroy the Amalekites, hmm. and he didn't fulfill the whole uh, plan of the Lord, the whole assignment of the Lord, and he kind of. Uh, he spared the king and then he, he was supposed to destroy everything, but he kept some animals and some of the goods and all that stuff for himself. But this is where Samuel comes back to him, kind of rebukes him. He says, but Samuel replied, uh, this is first Samuel 15, 22, but Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience? To his voice. Wow. Obedience is far better than sacrifice. Mm. Oh, well, you know, so he's even clarifying there. And of course, at this point in uh, the Israelites' life, sacrifice is is the representation of what worship is. It's everything. So he's yep. kind of spinning it on him there, right, right there. He's saying, look, 
it's you guys are misunderstanding why I even have you sac- make these sacrifices. Yeah. You know, for us, the sacrifices are singing, maybe worshiping, hands lifted up, all that stuff. Yeah. But it's got to turn into something else. And if you're not in, in, you're not obeying, then all those sacrifices really don't mean anything. Totally. I mean, I think of, uh, hey man, you, you kicked off this whole thing with Tozer and Tozer will just <laughs> rip your head off. But here's the thing. I think of Ananias and Sapphira too in the book of oh, Acts. Oh. So not to go crazy here. Now guys, just be at peace. <laughs> the Lord, well, maybe yeah, don't yeah, be at peace. Yeah, maybe, let trem- let's just no, tremble. Tremble before the Lord. Absolutely. You know? But there's a, there's this thing of, uh, guys, how many times do, do I, do I grieve the Holy Spirit because I don't fully obey? And I'm just thankful for grace. I'm thankful yes. uh, just for the Lord just being so merciful to us. But guys, there is a time coming. I believe it's now that, man, we have to, we have to obey. If the yes. Holy Spirit says go, man, look at Jonah. Look at, look at any, look at, uh, look at the book of Acts when, when Philip runs up to the Ethiopian eunuch in the chariot. Like yeah. that is worship, guys. Yes. That's holy, holy, holy. Yes. That was him obeying the, the, the Lord. And look at that guy, man. He got, he got radically saved. He got baptized. And we're coming into a time that, man, radical times call for radical faith, radical yes. obedience. Yep. And that leads to just radical worship. If obedience yep. truly is the highest form of worship, this is what God's calling us into. Yep. When the Spirit says, do this, man, Lord, help us be faithful to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's by the power of the Spirit that we're doing these things. I think that's, and that's a whole other podcast that we'll do later on, but Really, when it comes to obedience, people get so freaked out because they're like, wait, didn't Jesus come so we don't have to do that stuff anymore? It's like, no, he came, died on the cross, we're forgiven, and then he sends us the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, by his spirit, by faith, we can do the works he's called us to do, yeah. including obeying, right? Yes. So it's a beautiful thing that happens. Um, so I think another, another aspect of this I'd love for us to touch on is because a lot of people... You know, when they think of religion or they think of church or they think of good things, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about serving the poor. You're talking about helping the helpless. A lot of times, you know, we get we get some flack in the church because sometimes we it seems like we're maybe more about our little gatherings and our yep. secret place and our Bible and our studies and all this stuff. When the rest of the world's going, hey, these people need some help over here. Could anybody help them? You know, and so we're talking about that as well. And it led me to the uh, scripture in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Matthew 10, 42. And we're all very familiar with this stuff. And nobody's going to say, wow, that's a huge revelation, Jeff. But Matthew 10, 42, it says this. Anyone who welcomes you is welcoming me. And anyone who welcomes me is welcoming the Father who sent me. If you welcome a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will receive the same reward a prophet gets. And if you welcome good and godly people because of their godliness, you will be given a reward like theirs. Now, verse 42 says this, And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers you will surely be rewarded. Hmm. So, you know, again, this is where some people are screaming, hey, 
I, I thought God was all about helping people. He's all about healing people. He's all about giving to people. He's all about encouraging people. Why are we talking about the secret place so much? Didn't Jesus go out? Didn't he do? And we're screaming, yes, you're right. It's the both and of those things, that beautiful marriage, as you said earlier, but even that little cup of cold water, let's say you know uh, some friends at church or one of your neighbors and they just had a kid and their, their, their daughter, you have a daughter who's like four and they have a daughter who's like one. Well, guess what? You don't need those little clothes anymore from your daughter. And so you're able to put them all in a bin and say, Hey, I want to give you these clothes for your daughter as she grows into them. So she'll have, and it's like, wow, that is worship, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that what we're talking about? That totally. these acts of kindness, acts of goodness, it's worship to God. Absolutely. And man, I don't know why we do this, but we kind of like, Again, you've been saying this throughout the whole podcast is we compartmentalize this stuff yep. and say, oh, well, maybe that's less than like, guys, I know people that can't hold a, a, a tune in, in a hand yes. basket or they can't play the drums. Or they can't do whatever. And, you know, we're sitting here a couple musicians, a couple worship leaders, a couple priests. But you know what, guys? The, the priesthood is much bigger than just the platform. The priesthood yeah. is priesthood of all believers, right? Right. So you are called. I mean, Peter says that you're a you're a chosen generation, a holy nation a group of royal priests and God's calling you men to be priests in your home, women to be priests in the marketplace, priests to your children, priests to your parents and to be bearers of that presence of God that's already inside of you. And man, I just, I love that, that, that he wants out the Holy Spirit. It trusts us enough to, to, to release that power and to release that love in our everyday lives. Yeah. That's so good. You know, to me, one of the, the phrases that came to mind is that as we talk about how some things seem to be less spiritual and some things seem to be more spiritual, there is an order to things. But all of these things in our life, we're trying to we're trying to suggest to all of you that everything in our life can be, should be, even must be yeah. worship. Like awaken to your heart that when you get up to go to work in the morning. I mean, when you take out the trash at night, uh, whatever it is, in the majestic and in the mundane, yeah. it's all worship to him. You know, I mean, I'm, we're trying so hard to get that across to our kids. You know, we want you to understand that even doing homework is worship to God. That's the season that you're in. You're learning, you're in preparation, all that. So worship, your whole life can be worship. Everything, it must be, not just the singing, but don't leave that out either. The secret place, the whole thing unto God, the majestic and the mundane. It's awesome. Yeah, man. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging with us for this episode of Pure Worship Podcast entitled, My Whole Life is Worship. Let's agree to band together and stop the madness. Let's stop compartmentalizing worship as something that only happens in church. Let's determine by faith to worship God with every thought, every word, and every action. Hey, if we're honest, it's clear that one of the challenges we face is the natural temptation to keep God out of our everyday activities with the hope that he won't notice some of the things we're doing. But this isn't the answer. It's true. We'll never experience true, awakened, pure worship until we invite him into every aspect of our lives. On the next podcast, Josh and I bring several powerful illustrations about how choosing not to sing can absolutely keep us from experiencing the chain-breaking power of God in our lives. 
<laughs> Without a doubt, you're not going to want to miss it. So we'll see you Tuesday on the next Pure Worship Podcast. <laughs>